Okay, that was fast. We're already recording our last podcast of September, and then it's hello October. I'm always ready for the spooky season, but time's going way too fast throughout this pandemic. October doesn't just mean ghouls and pumpkin spice. It also brings us into the peak milk production month in New Zealand. We had heard that some farmers were having a difficult time achieving growth in recent weeks, and we got confirmation overnight that New Zealand milk production was down 4.8% from prior year in August on a milk solids basis. Not to mention, we've heard anecdotally that September wasn't much better. But we'll come back to that. Let's head back to the beginning of the week, shall we? Lucas, how about that U.S. August milk production report that came out on Monday? It was quite an interesting report, that's for sure. A little bit of a surprise, less milk produced than expected throughout August, and a little bit of a bullish signal for markets to ponder. Both U.S. milk per cow and the total herd size surprising and contributing to that weaker output. We were still up versus prior year, that's for sure, up 1.1%. Not necessarily any shortage of milk to go around just yet, but as we reach the seasonal low, spot milk has definitely increased in costs around the Midwest for those seeking it. Diving into the exact numbers, the milk cow herd declining 19,000 head in the month versus July, of course. That is a steep reduction and much quicker than we anticipated that the herd size would be weakening. While that weekly slaughter data continues to show pretty substantial call rates, that suggests that this could persist into the fall and the overall herd size could reach parity much sooner than we expected. The high ground model, our milk production forecast model that we run showed the herd size reaching parity into March or late Q1 of 2022, but this data suggests that could happen as soon as the end of this year. Kind of surprising there how quickly we can shed cow numbers. Yield also was quite surprising. It was actually weaker versus prior year, and that's rare to see. Usually milk per cow is a consistently climbing trend, something that we've seen for decades. Uh, Milk per cow was weaker during the pandemic, but before that, we have to go back to 2015 to see a number in the red here. So heat, uh, weather, some ration changes, kind of all of these factors combined to weaken overall yields. California, the largest milk producing state, of course, up 0.7%. So recovered from the July weakness, but contributed to some of the weaker numbers here that we saw into August. Looking ahead, I think uh, a key takeaway is previously, we weren't necessarily expecting milk to slip weaker versus prior year at any point in the coming months, but I think this does increase the chance that we could see some uh, red or some negative numbers into the first half of 2022. That was on Monday. There was uh, quite a few other things that we pushed out throughout the week. What else happened, Alyssa? Yeah, you aren't kidding. China's August trade data was released over the weekend, and wow, that was strong. Uh, There was, of course, another massive jump in whole milk powder, and China basically continues to diversify suppliers to meet their elevated demand needs that have clearly surpassed seasonal availability from New Zealand. Skim milk powder imports were stronger versus prior year for the eighth consecutive month into August and marked a new all-time record high for that month. And despite anecdotal chatter that 
milk production is strong throughout China, fluid milk and cream import growth was also substantial. It's definitely been crazy to watch some of that data from China and their insatiable demand, just green all over the board there watching their imports recently. Switching back to the U.S., though, there was more domestic data that we got this week. The cold storage report was released on Wednesday. August data again for both butter and cheese, measuring, of course, total inventories in warehouses at the end of last month. I think the biggest takeaway was the quicker than expected and quite impressive decline in overall butter stocks. You know, we've been talking for months about burdensome volumes and ample availability. And while I don't think that's necessarily changed, stocks are declining a little bit quicker than expected, which is a touch bullish for this market here as we move into the peak demand season. Stocks slipped lower versus prior year for the first time after 25 consecutive months of strength, down 7.4% versus the prior month, even though we are still well above two years ago and levels typically seen pre-pandemic. I don't think uh, we'll see the price racing higher. There's still plenty of product to meet anticipated demand needs here in the coming months, but a little bit of uh, tightening here was uh, welcome and good to see. On the cheese side, total cheese stocks slipping slightly lower into August as well, kind of on a seasonal basis, but a lot of that was driven by non-American style cheese, a huge reduction there in those non-American volumes. The bearish note here, though, on American or likely specifically cheddar volumes jumping higher versus prior month in a counter seasonal move there into August plenty of cheddar available to meet anticipated upcoming needs. Lean's a little bit bearish here uh, from the amount of product that we're seeing in these stocks numbers. But of course, as the cheese market is driven by that four to 30 day old product, anything can happen in spot here. If there is a shortage of fresh cheddar, then these stocks numbers don't necessarily drive price as much as we might think that they would. Geesh, we really got hit with a lot this week. Heading back toward the beginning of the week on Tuesday, we saw some relatively neutral results from the global dairy trade auction, but prices still supported. The lack of forward curve developing across nearly every GDT product does lend support to the fact that uncertainty continues to blanket the global dairy industry. C1 premiums have remained intact throughout the second half of the calendar year across whole milk powder, butter, and hydrous milk fat and cheddar as buyers continue to purchase hand-to-mouth. For more in-depth opinions on that event and every other event that was covered in this episode, you'll have to request a free trial to our analysis, which can be found on our website, highgrounddairy.com. We hope you guys have a wonderful weekend and look forward to being on next week and welcoming in October with you. Cheers. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you're interested in receiving more information as well as our analysis, please visit highgrounddairy.com to request a free 30-day trial today. Futures and options trading involves substantial risk and is not suitable for all investors.